You're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show, now available on the Emoja app. I'm your host, Fatima Al Sayed. And on this weekly talk show, we invite people and experts to take us through their journeys as professionals in their fields. This show is actually a crossover between the uh, You Mentor Talk Show and the Teen Edition. And we welcome Sister Asil Samhat. Assalamu alaikum, Asil. How are you? Alaikum salam. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, before we get into our show, we wanted to let you know that you can ask our que- our speakers questions on about their career journeys on the Emoja app. Just click the Inspire uh, tab in the Emoja app. On today's show, we welcome Asir Samhat. Asir is currently a student at McMaster University studying social sciences. She is planning to pursue a double major in political science and social work. She also has a deep love for reading and writing, literature and poetry, and loves photography. She believes everyone needs an outlet, and for her, poetry and photography allow her to express her ideas and thoughts in a creative manner that she can share with the world. She also uh, strongly believes in giving back to our communities through volunteer initiatives, as well as, as identifying and improving issues that can help better our communities and to become a place in which everyone thrives. We're very happy to have you on the show, Asil. Thank you so much for agreeing to be uh, on here with us today and for, you know, inspiring us through these uh, little things that you do in your daily life. Thank you for having me. So let's start off by telling me a little bit about um, your field of study. So I'm currently a first year student at McMaster for social sciences and Mm -hmm. Um, Although I don't know exactly what I want to do, I'm still kind of in the process of discovering. I've really been fond of like social work and poli-sci and sociology, just everything to do with like people and policy. Um, Mm. (laughs) I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, So you're looking to go into something that has more to do with uh, the one-on-one contact with people within this field. Yes, precisely. So what inspired you to get into poli-sci? Well, like in high school, like you're always like forced to take like all these science and math courses. Like I never really knew what I liked in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I took a few social science classes and um, realized that I really like like that kind of environment. And um, I would like love to work in the government and not necessarily as a not necessarily as a lawyer. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like it's like kind of like slowly like discovering what I like more and more. Very interesting. So what what's your goal within this um, field? What do you plan to change or do? You know, everyone who gets into these different fields has that kind of like, um, you know, secret goal that they want to achieve. My secret goal is to like work with like Islamic communities and like try mm-hmm. to like address like unspoken issues and just improve like the overall environment um, mm-hmm. as well as like to be there for people, you know? What so, like, if I do spoken? Sorry, yeah. Um, sorry. Wait, can you repeat the question? <laughs> I was going to say, what kind of uh, unspoken issues? Uh, you mentioned unspoken issues. What can you be more specific? Yeah, like stigma against mental health. Um, different. Um, I feel like um, it's not okay to not be okay. Like every like you have to put on a really brave a brave face, and no one really addresses the issues of mental health and um and there's a lot of stigma like surrounding that, that it's just like a lack of faith or a lack of Dean mm-hmm. when in reality, there's a lot more to like, the, there's a lot more, like, there's a lot more to uh, explore there. Um, more than just Dean. 
Especially within our Muslim communities, which is yes. an extremely important issue to raise. And I hope that you reach that point where you are able to really um, delve in deep into these issues and let us know why this is happening. Um, so why did you choose McMaster when you were um, in the process of choosing? I know it's very hard for students nowadays to, you know, go through the application process with COVID. Um, it's added on extra difficulty. So at the time, why did you choose this university? And do you have tips for people who are trying to choose now? Uh, for me, so when I was applying, I applied to social science program at Western um, University of Toronto and McMaster, and I got into all of them. But for me, like, I kind of like looked into each program. And for me, like, they were all the same, like, they were all very great programs. And um, However, with McMaster, I got to stay home and the commute would be a lot shorter. So mm -hmm. for me, it was just like, um, like I, all the programs were the same. Like it was a really great program and it was close to home. So it was like a double win almost. Yeah. And like my advice for anyone would be like to apply to the program they believe will like best enable them to pursue what they want. Um, and to like look at it objectively, like, like, are you willing to live on residence? Are you like, can you mm -hmm. commute very far like to take into everything into consideration because like your environment will definitely affect you as well mm -hmm. and that's important to say um your environment will affect you because yeah you know the environment that we live in as muslims um differs from that environment that you live in as a resident um you know within a residency um so that's an important issue to raise are you able to go to campus at all right now during covid I did go once, but like almost everything was closed. I think mm -hmm. it was only like the student center that was open. And honestly, it was a little sad to see campus so empty. And like, <laughs> like I think I saw like five people there. But um, I mean, you can go, but like there's nothing there. Mm. That's interesting. It reminds me of when I went to the mall just last weekend. Um, you go there, you can go, but there's nothing there. Like, yeah, <laughs> no people around you at all. Um, and I know that you work part time, correct? Yes. So where are you working currently? I currently work at Starbucks as a barista. Mm -hmm. Was it hard at the beginning? Did you stop work at all for um, because of COVID or did you just continue? I was, I just started at Starbucks. I'm still in training. Mm -hmm. um, I was, I already had a job when COVID started. I was working mm -hmm. at a company called Urban Behavior. Um, like it's, it was a clothing store. Mm -hmm. um, and we took a break, but then they called us asking if we wanted to go back. And I said, yes, because... Um, <laughs> I was sitting home doing nothing and I was like, yeah. I know I would be safe. I'll be taking precautions. So mm -hmm. I went back. Um, so it makes work a little more difficult just like with, with like being careful, the screening and now I work with food. So we have to be extra careful. Mm -hmm. Um, but so far it's all been pretty good. Yeah. Um, and how do you juggle part-time work and your school work and, you know, life in general? I like I find that like having like um like a planner or a journal or just writing what you have to do down and then kind of like making a plan for yourself okay like I have seven days this day like this week like every week but like what do I want to do every single day like what can I do um what do I like what shifts do I have kind of like um like planning ahead just to kind of like so that you don't have any surprises and you're able to get everything done in time because mm -hmm. it can be a lot sometimes like you can have assignments um do the same days where you have a really long shift but as long as like you plan ahead and like you like um make a note to yourself of like what you need to like get done within each day like yeah. it it shouldn't be a problem 
So what do you do to take a break from everything if when it does get difficult or it does get, you know, that schedule gets really, really full? Uh, well, I need a break right now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like um, I like to go out with my friends or like make plans to um, with my family, just kind of go out and like spend time with others because I feel like it can be very isolating to like go from work um, where you're having interactions, but they're very minimal. Like it's very like businessy and like you're isolated, like in your room, like doing all your schoolwork. Mm-hmm. So just like having that connection with others is very important. Um, or like, I like to just um, spend that time being creative, like writing, yeah. like reading, just um, taking, taking advantage of that time and just like doing, like, if I'm tired, then I'm going to do something that's like, like, um, like by myself, but if I have a lot of energy and I want to like, I'm in the mood to explore, I'll go out. And we have a couple questions from the Inspire app that I mentioned earlier. Um, we have, I think, around two questions that came in. So we're going to pull up the first one right now. Um, this question is, how can someone find community service activities to participate in? And this question is because you, in your bio, mentioned that you do a lot of community service activities. So can you tell us what these activities are and um, answer this question right after? So currently, like during Corona, I haven't been doing much because like I've been part of May, so McMaster's Ahlebeit Islamic Society. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't been doing much um, other than that. Uh, but when I was in high school, I think I was doing like five clubs. I was doing scouts and then I tried to help out in my community. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like if you're present in these environments, like opportunities represent themselves. Like you'll mm-hmm. hear of something, like if you go to an event, like the people running that event, like you'll see them and then you can approach them. Or sometimes like if you're on social media and you notice like you were at an event and like you um you see who's planning the event like they may Mm -hmm. if you follow them they may post um different um like requests like for like positions so Mm -hmm. it's all about kind of like keeping your eyes open and just being present because like if you're like sitting down like if you're at your home all day and you're not like um looking for anything like an opportunity won't present themselves like you actually have to go out and like into the world and try to like seek it out yourself and like once you start to look like you'll always find something like I I don't believe you can ever come up empty-handed from that and when you do uh, this work like what was the most uh, thing that you felt you wanted to get into and really help out how help out in can you rephrase that (laughs) oh I was saying like (laughs) what was the thing that you really felt that you wanted you were like inspired to get into even more and motivated to help out in um you know between scouts and youth and those different things actually in high school i was part mm-hmm. of each um a chaplaincy group i went to a catholic high school so it was kind of like um the group that ran all the masses i was very inspired to work with them because i don't know anything about catholicism going into school mm-hmm. and i feel like there's like such a stigma like oh like you're a muslim like you're only allowed to help out with these things but in reality like you can um like you can learn so much from other people and like you can be inspired by different like like by your differences and for me that was really like I was really happy to like work alongside them and I got to meet a lot of interesting people through that um like I even went to a convention for nuns it was the most like interesting thing <laughs> they're lovely people um and currently um currently I'm like I'm part of like the mace committee mm-hmm. um I make master and it's really been motivating me because it kind of keeps me like 
because like we're always supposed to be like learning it mm-hmm. help it kind of gives me like an excuse to always be learning about like different like islamic events and different islamic like imams and just like um different holidays and mm-hmm. just like looking into them because before that like you would hear about them but now that um i'm part of like the, like i'm part of the advertising that i have to actually go look at like look for information to post out there like it's been helping me like grow my own knowledge and mm-hmm. like my own faith in a way how can someone who let's say isn't part of that but wants to grow their knowledge and faith um what advice do you give on that is there any sites that you suggest they visit um is there anything that they can get into um there's like a lot of like if you like read, i find like okay find like your hobby like what you like to do whether you like to watch videos whether you like to read whether you like to write mm-hmm. or even like if you just like 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 really love social media yeah um use that to learn like okay. for instance if you're on social media a lot like no judgment <laughs> i'm guilty <laughs> of myself like follow these pages and like by yourself you'll find yourself learning like they'll come up more and more and then like it's an algorithm right the more you seek the more like they'll give you like you'll find more posts about that follow mm-hmm. like different scholars that will like that will give out information if you like to read like seek out books that um uh like that dabble in like what you want to learn in like different like whether it's a hadith or whether it's story like islamic stories like um kind of like finding what you love and using it like i find like i think a lot it gives everyone a gift and if you can utilize that to expand your relationship with him it's um amazing that's awesome that's really really i haven't heard that kind of advice before um you know really put it in front of you all the time and make it present that's Beautiful advice. You you mentioned photography, writing, and poetry and reading. So I'm going to hone in on photography and poetry. Um, So what inspired you to hold a camera when you were younger? Um, Honestly, I tried art. Like I tried sitting down and drawing, but I don't have the patience for that. (laughs) So I really like the photography is that like you have a creative vision. Mm -hmm. You try to set it up you take a picture and then you can move on like it's very quick but it's also like allows you to kind of like look for like different um like different like beauties in the world different like capture different moments and i really like that that it was very fast and like um you had to be quick with it like okay i see this i like it you know what i mean um so i asked for a camera and to my surprise my parents got it for me um because usually they say no they're like oh are you sure you need this but like no this is a great thing like um and then i got into like different clubs at school mm-hmm. i got into the yearbook committee i did um a lot of pictures for events so that way kind of i like was able to learn from that and i also took a few classes at school um and then slowly like i got more comfortable using it i guess mm-hmm. and in terms of poetry i know that you post some uh of your poems on instagram and uh, you've gotten gotten a lot of love on them. Um, can you tell me what inspires your poetry and how you started? Um, I think I started. I went to. Um, I think they're called Prayer Breakfast. Like they host them in Hamilton, and like I was invited through a club, and I remember listening to a spoken word. Well, I was in grade. I think I was grade seven at that time. Oh, wow. And I remember just how I felt listening to her. Like, I'm like, this is beautiful. Like, I want to do what she's doing. Mm-hmm. So I went I went to school. I didn't even wait to go home. I went to sc- I went back to school and I like, you know, grabbed like the back of like my math page and just started writing like what mm-hmm. I was feeling. And then um, I still remember, I actually remember the poem to this day. <laughs> you want to tell us? Um, okay. Not word by word, but it was okay. about roses and like, 
it was like why roses have thorns and i was comparing it to like the world like adversaries mm-hmm. i don't know why i was thinking about this when i was 12 years old but <laughs> there i was <laughs> so kind of slowly and um i like just learned i just fell in love with it even more just mm-hmm. like writing and like using different like metaphors and like i i like to make comparisons with nature and like mm-hmm. just bringing it into writing um and I just felt like when I was like happy, I love to go out and like express that with everyone I love. But when I felt more sad or like more somber, I like to sit down with my thoughts and like get it on paper. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of like became my outlet that way. One question that comes to mind, um, I know that you've recently experienced a loss. Uh, and so my condolences to you, but you. does poetry and writing really help um, for you to get, you know, through that loss? And to be able to cope with it, did you find that uh, like as a good coping mechanism? Um, well, actually, I'm gonna like give a little story and then go yeah, into go it. Ahead. Go ahead. I remember we were I was with my cousins. Um, we were given so my grandpa passed away on the 31st this year mm-hmm. uh, of um, October. So I remember like the day of that it happened. I was like just sitting with my cousins, and all of a sudden I like felt like a wave of sadness where all, all I could do was think about my grandpa. And mm-hmm. then I wrote, like I, I was writing about him. And then later that day he passed away. Wow. And I honestly felt like he was reaching out to me that way. I, you know what I mean? Um, and then after that, like, yes, I found that it really does help kind of like express it and like get it into the world. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, when I posted on, like when I like posted like for people to read the Fatiha, I used like my poetry to do that. Like, um, that's and just and just me myself like it just really helped me kind of express how I was feeling because I've never been through loss before this and it definitely was like it, w- it was very helpful what does loss teach you um at such a young age I know this is like something that people don't usually talk about but it's an important issue to raise um and this is part of your experience so what did you feel that loss taught you um when you go through anything else in life whether like you fail a test you have a fight with a friend like anything like there's always something to look forward to like you know Mm -hmm. what i did bad it can get better i fought i can apologize um but what was really hard for me was like okay like that's it like there's no more going forth and like for Mm -hmm. me i've never experienced that where because like every day like the journey always continues but for me um it's not so much like when like I can say like yeah he passed away but when I go and I start talking about like the how he used to be like that's when I get really when mm-hmm. I feel it because I'm like like how was that gone so for me it taught me just to um really 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 like I know we hear it all the time but um be grateful for everything in your life right now and just to like hold on to the moment as much as you can and just to thank Allah like as much as you can for everything because realistically speaking he can take it away anytime he wants yeah and that's not to say that he's not merciful and he's and like, no, if any, God gives you what you need in, in, um, in your life, but kind of just remembering that this life is temporary and that what you do does matter for your akhirah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it reminded me. So on that note, um, you know, everyone is going through a different type of loss during COVID. So yeah. what are the most pres- pre- like pressing social issues going on in, during the time of COVID right now, in your opinion? In my opinion, like, mm-hmm. um, in regards to, like, COVID, like, you really see, like, the response in terms of, like, economic status, how, like, the people, like, the poor members of society are the ones who are really feeling the loss. And it kind of makes you think, like, um, like, like, they're, like, what they've been going through has not, like, 
has always been like it's always been there but with COVID mm -hmm. it's really highlighted like those issues and those areas of growth that our governments can really focus on but they don't because they will always prioritize money as much as they say that they're for the people um in my opinion anyways so yeah. I think kind of like I think it kind of reminds you to always give and to be very charitable because um those people are suffering like always and when it comes to like big events like this they're the ones losing their jobs their homes mm -hmm. um they're the ones who have had uh the biggest numbers like rates of covid in their communities like especially like indigenous and black uh poor communities mm -hmm. so just kind of like remembering that and this also inspires you within your career um you mentioned policy and change how mm -hmm. what like what part of social work can you get into that um delves into policy making um to be honest i'm still not very sure myself because this mm -hmm. is only like a recent discovery of mine that i wanted to pursue this because yeah. before that it was just law but then i realized that social like uh, when i took my social work class um in university i didn't really know how i didn't know much about it because mm -hmm. there's always like a stigma like oh social workers like they don't do much they're not taking mm -hmm. care of like kids like they get kids thrown out of homes or like mm -hmm. they don't take care of kids in like the foster system but in reality it's much more it's much broader than that and it's encompasses so much more it, it really is mm -hmm. so for me like in terms of policy like you are able to work with communities societies governments um and i even though i'm currently not sure like what like i want to do i know that i want to make a difference and like mm -hmm. i know that's like such like a bad answer like what like, <laughs> no, no. you can say that for any career but yeah um that's like where i'm at right now but that's amazing because you are going into a career that um inspires you um and you were in law before you wanted to get into law? Yeah. So what, okay, so this is the question here. Okay. You were going to get into law and then you decided, you know, I'm gonna change and go into this instead. Mm -hmm. Was that a hard decision to make in that transition? If someone is going through this, um, let's say they're going to medical school or they're going into yeah. a different career that, and then they get a course and they think, wow, I really like this and it's interesting. Should they jump on that or should they just continue with what they're doing? I say that, um, I'm lucky that I like I'm like ever since I was little I'm like okay what do I want to do like I need to figure this out like I don't want to waste my time and it was very annoying because I would I, I was like in grade seven saying I wanted to do this and I was like no like that's not realistic I'm like okay like I need a new plan now mm -hmm. so I've always been like that but um my brother actually like he's in grade 12 and he's still like only now figuring out what he wants to do and for him he's like like I, he was really stressed about that so for me like my advice to him and to anyone else like going through that is that uh first of all like you can't wait like you can't just pa like be passive and wait f to find out what you like like you mm. actually have to kind of put an effort okay like and think like between you and yourself like what do you like what don't you like even starting with like what don't you like like that's really helpful like for me i don't like math um I'm okay with science, but it's not very fun for me. Kind of like narrowing down your options and then just keep exploring. And even if you find that you like something completely out of your field, if you feel a calling for that, then you shouldn't ignore it. And like, that's not to say that you have to like, li like leave everything and go to that calling, but um, kind of like looking into anything because- Different options in um, university. Pardon? I was saying there's different options in university for different like double majors. They're going to a minor. Um, yeah. I think that also helps people a little bit. Oh, 100%. Like, it's never like you have to only one thing to do. Um, like, like you're saying, you can do, you can combine a major, you can do um, 
like anything that satisfies like what you want to do like don't let any like anyone else be like the like gu- guiding you towards what you want to do because mm-hmm. in the end you know yourself more and you know what your like what your strengths and weaknesses are more than anyone else yeah that's very true um so going back to your poetry a little bit have you spoken in public events um are you planning on taking this further what do you plan on doing with it um i have spoken at a few Mm-hmm. But I am very nervous because I like to write shorter poems. So just speaking, like I have to kind of like, I I can write a slam, slam poem, but um, it's harder for me to write because like, um, what I usually do is just like I have a feeling and then I write it down in like terms of like poetry. Yeah. Um, as much as I do love them and like it inspires me, it's something that I have to work on. Um, but in terms of like my future goals, I plan on writing a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and like of course, getting more into like public speaking and like. Um, slam poetry but that's like that's like something that I'm currently working on that's really good um, for someone who's very shy I can say <laughs> it's a, it's a hard step to take um, so what do you think is going to be the driving factor that pushes you over the line um, and makes you really want to do this um, or take that step forward can you clarify <laughs> so in terms of like you know when you go you think about speaking at a public event I know a lot of people get really nervous um, and yeah you know, for someone who's saying, I, you know, I really do want to do this. What's the thing that's going to push you over that line and make you really start that? Um, so for me, it's less like, oh, I don't like talking in front of people. It's more so like I'm nervous of what they think. Like I'm mm-hmm. always like talking to, like I always like, I, if anything, I like to be like pushed out of my comfort zone. Like I don't like to be kind of like in the same group. I like to go out and meet new people, which is kind of like why I went, to, went into social sciences as well, like going back because like love for people so i think that like remembering that like um like the worst that's gonna happen is that you're gonna fail and even if you fail you're still learning and then just keep like keep doing it and just like knowing like kind of like having like a vision for yourself like okay like this is like what i see myself doing and then working towards that and even like i keep saying it but even if you fail like that's not like as long as you don't give up like you're still succeeding in my opinion each failure is like a step closer to success, as they say. <laughs> um, we have actually one more question from the Inspire app. We'll pull that up right now for people to be able to read with us. So what inspires you to pursue social work? I know you spoke about this a little bit, but if you can answer this question in terms of, you know, um, was there any single moment that inspired you? Um. So I, when I was in elementary, like I was like bullied a little bit and I remember telling my teachers, but I didn't really do anything about it. And I feel like, okay, what I went through wasn't like that bad. Like it's normal, like kids make fun of other kids, but I really want to like look after the overlooked in society. I always wanted to be there for someone Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to make a change in like their lives, whether it's on like a community, like community based or like whether it's on like a personal, like like one-on-one experience Mm -hmm. and just kind of like that like love and desire to help others is really like what's pushing me towards that right now yeah um we have a little more time but i want to get into a little bit on your final pieces of pieces of advice for our listeners um Mm -hmm. what's your advice that you want people to take away from today's show my advice is just like to never give up and to continuously like keep working towards your goal mm-hmm. like whether that's in your school whether it's like a like a talent or a hobby like just to keep like working like kind of like 
imagine for yourself like what I want to be whether that's like oh I want to be more religious I want to be better at writing I want to be a doctor like just envision that and just keep working towards it and like not to give up you know like you're gonna have days where you don't where you feel like you don't do anything that's fine you're gonna have days where you're very stressed out and that's fine but just to kind of to keep at it Mm -hmm. until like you reach your goal like and if not then that's not what Allah wants for you and then just to kind of like still try to work towards other goals that's that's interesting what you said it's not what Allah wants for you um I think a lot of times we try to push things and sometimes it's not meant for us at that time yeah you know and then later on in life it sort of plays itself um together and starts building up um you know a lot of times like for you for example you do a lot of different extracurriculars um you know between poetry and photography volunteering and um working in school it's like you look at it at the bigger picture and you're like what am I doing? You know, honestly, like- <laughs> I don't feel like I'm that busy. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it seems like a lot, but I'm so used to being busy that it doesn't overwhelm me. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. But see, each one of these things um, will later on, as we've seen, like during the show on previous shows, we see that, you know, all of the professionals have had like little moments in their lives that they were inspired by that led them to something um, different. So it's an honor to have, you know, someone who's young, who's still going through this process and learning um, to inspire others as well in order, in order to pursue things that are different and that are um, interesting for them. What's next for Asil? <laughs> um, well, currently I have a few essays and tests to worry about. But after that, <laughs> I guess I'm just going to keep like working towards social work. And even if that's not for me to kind of still keep my options open mm-hmm. in terms of like school and in terms of like my hobbies just to kind of like work on them more I know I'm really bad with posting because I <laughs> um but I really want to get into a habit of writing and like sharing and like um in terms of like photography like going out more like I just got my license so I'm like okay like now you don't have an excuse for why you can't go out and take pictures you know mm-hmm. thank you so much Asil for um your Amazing advice today for sharing your experiences and for giving us a little look into your heart as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You were just listening to the YouMentor Talk Show. If you miss this or future shows, you can always hear the replay on the YouMentor website under prior talk shows. And while you're there, you can also subscribe to our iTunes or SoundCloud podcasts so you never miss another show. Please tune in every week on YouTube to hear all of our future shows. And don't forget to ask questions to our speakers through the Inspire uh, platform on the Emoja app. Make sure to tune in next week at 3 p.m. to hear from our next guest.